You're listening to an American Pod Talk production. For more content, please visit us online at www.americanpodtalk.com. Welcome to 3rd and 8, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get the show started with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. What a week for all my football team fans out there, baby! Shout out! How about that love, Steelers? You know, yeah, all five of you guys are very pleased this week. Now, just ah, shut your mouth. Y'all do have all y'all news. doubters. All y'all doubters. Everybody in the group, they were sending those memes. <laughs> Laughing at you. Laughing. But now, the Steelers did kind of... You know, have the bad the past couple weeks, and y'all got hot at the right time, and that's what happens. Hey, that's exactly what happens. It's all about the timing, brother. And there's our football team hasn't looked as good as they did that night all year. That's not saying much, but we do seem to be peaking at the right time. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the upset of the season, 23-17 Washington football team over the previously undefeated Steelers. Yep. Now... No longer have that title. Heck of a game. I want to give a shout out to Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and my boy, Alex hey, Smith. Hey, did you say what Mike, um, sorry about that. Did you see what Mike Tomlin told Chase Young? What did he, he tell him? He loved him and he's like, I hope I never get bad enough to draft a player who's as good as you. <laughs> like, he told him, like he was mic'd up on the sidelines. He was like, man, I never hope I win only two games and draft somebody as good as you. <laughs> no, you know, I, an animal, bro. You know who else blew up that game? Everybody talking about how weak the receiving core is in Washington and how only thing we have is Scary Terry. I try to tell people all season, that's not the case. And that night on national television, everybody got to see how wrong they were and how right I was. Cam Sims showed up, brother, multiple one-handed catches. If you're going to double Scary Terry, you're leaving people, you're leaving Cam Sims in a one-on-one matchup against your second or third best corner, and that is a no-win matchup for you because if the Pittsburgh Steelers can't stop him, I'm here to guarantee you that your defense can't stop him outside of maybe the Colts. Maybe the Colts. Colts, Dolphins. The Dolphins, ain't got, they ain't got that many. De- the sec- Rams. They ha- what? Yeah, the Rams are the third best defense on football. Dolphins are second. Okay, collectively, we're talking about yeah. secondaries okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, like one on one. One on one. Outside, I mean Pittsburgh. I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah, their number one corner went down. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. It's still no excuse for Pittsburgh to lose that game, but that's what we won it without Gibson, brother. He yeah. got he went out at second play of the game. He's out this week as well, by he, the way. Yeah, uh, turf toe. Not sure when he's going to get back. We're we're um, praying for him, obviously as a football team fan, and hopefully everybody is that he gets a speedy recovery. He's a really good rookie for y'all, man. We did bring up uh, another rookie off the practice squad. I don't, I don't have get his me name the line on. to you. I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember his name got, off the top of my head, but yeah, I we, saw it scored across the bottom of the screen. It just yeah, is not registering to me. Yeah, right and now. we got uh, a tight end we signed up too so um all that's good hey congratulations again to all my football team fans out there red skin nation i know it's not pc to say but you know who we are we're keeping it real hashtag httr baby got some more news about my skins coming up a little bit later moving on dallas versus the ravens guess what dallas lost nothing Shocker. new here news alert, 17 news to 34 <laughs> news alert lamar jackson blew up 
yeah. on the ground. He well, I mean that's typical. Though. He <laughs> had one of the strangest runs I've ever seen. The uh, linebacker from Dallas, Leighton Vanderesh, he was in the A gap. I ain't sure if you saw it though. When he busted him on a read option, yep, he went right. Jackson Lee ran right by his left shoulder. I'm like, bro, all you had to do was like just maintain your gap, and you were fine. And Vanderesh is a big dude; he could have floored Jackson, but. That if was, you ever see the back of Jackson jersey, that's your ass. It's he too gone. late. Yeah, yeah. See, that was the one opportunity this season someone had to just what? to just smash Lamar Jackson and, and, and show him why you shouldn't run as consistently as you do. And that's the thing, position. you know, as inaccurate as he is as a thrower or passer, and you know coming in he's going to run. He's nasty. It, like how? <laughs> like that's and Vanderesh is a good linebacker. He's a really good linebacker. I, yeah, but that just goes to show you. As much as I pick on Lamar about his prowess as a quote unquote typical quarterback, he's, yeah, he's a hell of an athlete. His legs yeah. and his athletic ability is just oh for sure, it's unfair. I mean, to be honest, Bills versus 49ers. We had originally thought Yo, um, last Sunday. That, I'm gonna plug this in real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? Nick Mullins, if you hear this, I doubt you do, man. I hate you. He cost me a fantasy <laughs> playoff berth with a garbage ass time touchdown, man. I lost about four points. Luckily. <sighs> Like the guy I lost to, you know, he's a fellow coach fan though, Mike Robbins, so shout out to you, man. No, but Nick Mullins screwed me with a garbage time, meaningless ass touchdown that knocked me out of the playoffs. Thanks, Nick Mullins. Old padding the old uh, proverbial <sighs> pad, huh? Step pad. Pistol whipped you, boy. Four points, man. <laughs> Four points in the fantasy league. Like cost me a playoffs, birdie. It's like playing me on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah, I birdied every one of them. Yeah. No, but hey, honestly, before that game, we had been talking about the fact that the 49ers had a legitimate road now that they were getting healthy yeah. to make it to the playoffs. The bill that's not to say that it's necessarily over, but the Bills come in there and said and showed the world on national TV that yeah, they put a quarter sack on everyone quick. Yeah. <laughs> that road dead not gonna fast. happen. Yeah. Congratulations to the Bills again, 34 to 24. Um and that brings us up to this week, week 14. And Brandon, where do you want to start with our predictions? This week, I'll let you pick it since you're wrong so much and I'm right. So Yeah, because typically speaking, that's how that goes, Mr. <laughs> I'm always right. You know what I'm saying? I'll say a good place to start, obviously, because I'm a Colts fan, but it does have huge playoff implications as the Colts and Raiders. You know what I'm saying? The Raiders are the 19 right now. They're in the AFC. Colts are either 7 or 6. Excuse me, the Raiders are the 18. Yeah, this is a must win for the Raiders. Well, honestly, that's a must win for both of them, though, if you look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, the Colts are the three-point favorite right now. Hey, on the road in Las Vegas, but... I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Raiders have anything for that defense. I don't either, but Josh Jacobs is a pretty solid back, having nine touchdowns on the year. Dan Waller is a top three to top five tight end, and Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. And you did just watch, you know, well, you never, like, it's a huge Jekyll and Hyde thing there with the Raiders. Right. You don't know who's going to show up. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it's good Raiders, you're in trouble. If it's I mean, bad if they, Raiders, yeah. it's fine. If they show them play like they do against Kansas, they'll be fine. Yeah. But if I they don't... play against Atlanta, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I know you like the Colts, and I know that, and I, and I respect them this year. I really do. I think they got a great squad, but I, I'm going to be pulling for the underdogs in this one. I yeah. want to see the Raiders make it. Um, I'd love to see it, a Super Bowl rematch with the football team and the Raiders. Um, yeah, but they're not getting you know that far in the playoffs. Then once they get there, because you know I'm a homie still sitting there <laughs> that they've beat. That's true. Yeah, they had beat Mahomes before. Um, they're kind of like that dark horse can. As a matter of fact, they're one of the Goldilocks teams we're going to talk about a little bit later. I mean, you, like you said, you just don't know which Raider teams is going to show up. So, um, moving yeah, on, pick next. Uh, 
But yeah, fortunate if you're a coach fan, it's our third string left tackle playing, so that sucks. Let's go Vikings Buccaneers. That's that's, that's a gonna, that's a big playoff. That's another yes. playoff berth where yeah. you, you win your in. Well, not essentially in, but you know what I'm saying. You know, you, both of right you path. need to win yeah, this game. Yeah. Uh, Vikings at six and six. Buccaneers at seven and five. Uh, man, look, I I like both of these teams. I don't want to pick one. I wish they didn't have to play one another. Yeah, Tampa Bay's a touchdown favorite, and I think that's going to be about what it's going to be because of the fact. That honestly, our the Minnesota defense is not what it needs to be right now. Yeah, it's Swiss cheese. Like, it's not great. And playing Tom Brady off a of bye, you know what I'm saying? The 18 seasons, he's 14 and four. So you're gonna take Tom? You gonna take you gonna Tom, take Tom and the, yeah, the Bucks? Yeah, All give right. me Tom off a of bye. I, I'm gonna go ahead. I'll do it just to, to provide some controversy. I'm gonna roll with the Vikings. They're on a roll. Uh, assuming that they don't allow Tom Brady to get a big lead in the first half. They typically do pull back and win in the second half. So I could see this being another come-from-behind win with Minnesota. And if their defense does show up, if Harrison Smith decides to show up in combination with some of his other defensive backs, um, they got a real shot because the Buccaneers have been prone to making timing. Strange mistakes. Yeah, yeah. mistakes. You know, it's, it's been a huge problem for them this year, um, the timing mistakes. Um, sorry, guys, if you heard that. That's my phone going off. Uh, shout out to uh, Crystal Grant uh, for bringing Jabril to our football party tomorrow for winning the state championship, <laughs> baby. Way to go, Wolverines. Uh, moving back. Anyways, uh, Cardinals and the Giants. Again, That's another another playoff match. If the Giants want in, they need to win. The if the Cardinals want in, they need to win. Who do you got in this game? Uh, Daniel Jones is, he, you know, he's up in the air. Um, you know, health-wise, he may be back, he may not. I want to say it said, you know, earlier that he's a game-time decision, and that never typically bodes well, especially when, he, you know, he's hurt and he's a you know he's a guy who relies on his mobility. But I got to take the Cardinals in this one. I'm, Very slim margin, you know, hey, 28-24. I hope not. Something like that. I hope Cardinals blow him out. I'm actually – I know – I mean, of course look, you do. Look, I know that if what this, this week can mean for me, if the Vikings lose, which is very possible, and the Cardinals win – my Vikings couldn't make the playoffs, and that's sad for me. I, I want to see Captain Kurt do well. I want to see I want to see the old purple people eaters do well, but I can't pull for the I can't pull for the Giants over the Cardinals. It just I cannot do that. So I, I, I'm hoping that Kyler Murray has a week. I hope he performs well, and I hope Minnesota is able to to pull it off in um, at Tampa. But here's the one I'm excited to talk about because this is the game I've been waiting for all year for all you two eleven. Football fans out there, the Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins, and this is why I've been waiting on this game all year. As good as the Miami defense is, I don't see them holding Mahomes to less than 30 points. I don't see them letting Miami get up offensively and Mahomes playing from behind. It doesn't matter if he plays from behind. He's going to win. He's the best quarterback in football. I mean, he's the best team in football. Right. Hands down. But my point is, Tua's going to have to play from behind this week. Something he hasn't really had to do. Not from any great deficit. Yo, Pat, my my home stats is crazy. Look at his touchdown to the interception ratio. Hey, 31 touchdowns and two picks. What in God's name is that? And he has one of the best arms in the NFL. And he can throw across his body. I mean, I'm telling you guys, the Miami defense is going to be stressed to the point of fracturing this week against a real threat offense. That's something I will say. And this is how good, you know, our Kansas City is. As last week, 
they didn't score in the red zone out of a 400 yards and still won the game. Right. That's absurd. And, and everybody was talking about how bad Kansas City, like over 400 yards offense, Kansas City looked horrible. It is going to be, it, let me let me go ahead and make a prediction. Kansas City is going to be up 30 to 7, 24 to 7, and they're going to have to bring Fitzmagic back in to try to pull off another fourth quarter comeback. And I hope they don't. I hope they leave Tua out there and to be, to be, can. but listen, this is what I'm saying. I hope they leave Tua out there to be exposed because I'm sick and tired of hearing how he's this mediocre quarterback and he can handle it and all they need is a game manager there. I've been telling y'all all season, you got to have a quarterback that can play from behind. You can't rely on this. He's not going to be able to do it. Now, no if he does, hey, if he does, if he does, by all means, I will. Tua, you got all the respect in the world, brother. I'll shut my mouth from here on I mean, out. Like, I'm not going to hold like nobody's standard against Pat Mahomes. He's the best, like, he's the best player in football. He was beat by Derek Carr. And that was, he was almost beat by Justin Herbert and would have been beat if the coach wouldn't have been an yeah. ignorant I mean, play, I mean, just a huge ignorant play call. He was almost beat by Derek Carr again. Andrew Lott last week. Andrew Lott played it well against him. Yeah. Yeah, Drew a lot Locke. of these quarterbacks. Honestly, Locke played terrible. His defense defense helped him. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look. The Denver defense is amazing, and that's people don't real, realize that because the record yeah. doesn't. Yeah, but, the best two players are hurt in Bradley. But Jones. I'm excited about this week for all you Tua fans. Hey, by all means, if I'm wrong, call me out. But this is the type of matchup I've been waiting for all season. Now, could I be wrong? Could the Miami defense come out there and shut down uh, Kansas City? It's possible, and maybe maybe Tua won't get into trouble. But I have a feeling that as good as that defense is, Tua's going to get into the position that he's going to be playing from a 14-point-plus deficit by halfway point through the game, and it's going to be exposed, as it was in prior games, a.k.a. Denver, that he cannot play from behind. He cannot do it. He isn't that quarterback. I mean, like most rookies aren't, to be fair. And like playing Pat Mahomes, like I said, the only person – you know, quarterback-wise, who I think stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with Pat Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers. Period. Like, I'm not holding – You know, sorry about my voice. I'm still having a jaw issue. But uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They don't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with Pat Mahomes. Bro. But they played – they played – they they could play from behind against him. They they stand a chance – they are good enough quarterbacks that if they had the same if, – if they were the quarterbacks of the Miami Dolphins right now, they could be going into Kansas City with a real shot of winning. If they were the quarterbacks on their team, with the with the tight end Mr. G, with Devontae Parker, with Grant Senior, yeah. If Joe Burrow was the quarterback in the Miami Dolphins and wasn't hurt, hell yeah, hell yeah, they could go in there and beat. They can go in there and beat Kansas City. I would pay. I would put money on that. I wouldn't have them beating them. I mean, staying competitive is one thing, but beating them is another. I could see him beating them if Derek Carr can beat them. With all he's really got is. Honestly, a tight end and a running back. Yeah. One. And Ruggs, when Ruggs is great and you know, in those certain situations, which is why I would want him on my team for those certain situations. That's a division game to the most, you know what I'm saying? The division games have the smallest amount of point spread in football. That's a familiarity issue that when you see a guy put Justin Herbert on Miami Dolphins. I, if Justin's would have just if 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 Herbert would have had Flores Flores as their coach and he wouldn't make stupid quarterback decisions. And, and Flores would have been coaching week one, Kansas City would have lost to San Diego. I think Lynn would have still messed that up. Oh, Flores? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, my bad. I mean, hey. I'm, I'm going to take, take a broad guess here. If Gase were the head coach of San Diego 
San Diego in week one, he would not have even made a stupid ass call like that. Uh, obviously, Adam Gates has coaching career, though, and I got to stand by the fact that he would probably be a dumbass coach in the decision. <laughs> He's made 12 games worth so far. Not that bad, dude. Not that bad. Dude, I mean, yeah, you're bad. beating Kansas City, bro. It's one call away. Yeah. Nah, I don't even see. Like, I, I still, I can't. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, obviously, we're going with the Chiefs in this one, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Now, I won't lie. If Fitzy comes in and they're only down, like, I don't know, 10, maybe, because Fitz has been known to make things happen. But I have a feeling he's going to come in when they're 20 points down and throw a couple picks because he's forced to try to make something happen. And I don't, I wouldn't want to put anybody in that situation. 0 and 12 Jets versus the 8 and 4 Seahawks. Seahawks got to win this game. Jets Seahawks need to win one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Seahawks by at least 20. Do you really think so, though? And here's why their defense <sighs> is not that year. great. And the Jets' offense have yeah, been producing. Yeah, they're like a bottom two defense as far as the, you know what I'm saying, pass defense in the NFL. And That's a problem. the Jets' defense hasn't been – you know what? I take that back. If oh, Gase oh, had oh, no oh, fire, oh. Doug Williams – I was going to say, hold on. Or Greg mm-hmm. Williams, sorry. Yeah, it's Greg Williams. But, well, I ain't sure if my theory still holds since he's not a head coach. I was going to say the Jets are going to win just because they fired their coach, but it's not a head coach, though, so I don't know if my theory holds. If it holds again, damn it, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> If firing Greg Williams was the first listen to what I'm telling you him firing Greg Williams is grounds for me to break my protocol of not firing head coach midseason yeah but I heard a theory on that this week though and it made sense that they're going to hire him back as head coach oh it was no so Greg Williams he was um, he was the defensive coordinator on Cleveland though when they went on 16 right mm-hmm. he didn't want to have two old, you know you know blank records on his slate so that guy who called in the radio show was like, he blew that game on purpose. He wanted out of there. And he knew that would do it. But three times on four down in that game, he blitzed. Derek Carr through three incompletions. Yeah, I mean. So, like, you kind of stand by your mantra at that point where it's like, it, if you just look at it, just that one particular play, okay, that was stupid. I agree. That was just, you know, you know, crazy. I'll get out. But if you blitz on fourth down three times and he's over three. Here's the defense. Here's the difference, right. though. Here's the difference. There's the only that, I disagree with his call. Yeah. yeah, I disagree with his call. I love Greg Williams as a coach, but I disagree with his call in that. Yeah, you got him to throw three incompletions, but you also wasn't. You also didn't have five seconds in the game left. Yeah, and you also and you and he wasn't basically li- leaving the the Raiders with no option but to send rugs on a streak route. That's yeah. never a good corner to put them in. You could have blitzed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, don't put him in that corner. I mean, no, he could have went cover one or something. Right. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Something. I would at least double double rugs. rugs. Yeah. Right. Double rugs and double Waller. Who else do they got? I mean, Ren- Renfro's good, but he's not. I'll take my chances though with Hunter Renfro beat me in a football game. Right. I don't think he's going like, to. Unless you're Alabama during a national title game, that you know what I'm saying? That he beat them in Clemson a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're Nick Saban, I'm like, yeah, I, you know, Hunter Renfro. Dan Waller, Henry Rose. Yeah, I'll take, you know. Yeah, I'm going to double Henry because of the fact he runs a 4 2 set. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm burns. not going to leave it one on one, especially if I know what my defender's 40 time is and it doesn't compare. Moving on. Last one before we take a break. Then we got to hear a word from our sponsors Falcons and the Chargers. Oh, that's 4 and 8 versus 3 and 9. So bad again. I don't, their record indicates that they're bad teams, but as a coach fan and our record's 8 and 4, I ain't trying to play either one of these people. What teams, rather? I would go and tell you right now, if both teams had a different coach, they wouldn't be in this predicament. If the Falcons had Raheem Morris to begin with, 
they would be in worse predicament than what they are. Except he's won all of their games, but okay. He hasn't won all their games. They've lost two of them with him as the head coach. So, he, so but all the games they've won, I'm he sorry, was the head coach three of them. them. No, he's won all four. All four victories Atlanta has. He's oh, yeah. the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. so he's four and three as a head coach. Congratulations. Yeah, but some of the players, you know what I'm saying? I was listening to, um, uh, what's the name of that show on NFL Network? They're moving the chains. I can't believe you're yeah, going to Yeah, with Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. Here we go. Yeah, but I have no vested interest in Raheem Morris. It's just. You just like defending defenseless people. I mean, somebody has to do it. Yeah, I would let that one go. <laughs> so I who mean, would you rather have as a coach? Like Morris or Lynn? Give me Raheem Morris. Oh, if I had to pick between Morris and Lynn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, all day. Morris, come on, buddy. Just because he boy. didn't make that one standout, stupid-ass decision that cost you yeah. three, four football games. I mean, games. look, I'll take the his Ant- losing record all day. Anthony Lynn is a dude, though. Nice guy. Great dude. Great guy. I don't know if he's – I don't – and, like, listen to his Anthony Lynn. And this is all of you, you know what I'm saying, the NFL, you know, having coordinators who come up to be head coaches, you know what I'm saying, there's dudes, you know, who just can't handle it. You'll see some of the best all-time coordinators who just can't handle being a head coach, though, and I feel like, you know, hey, that's where you know, Anthony Lynn falls into. Look, if Anthony Lynn comes out and says, look, I wasn't the one that made those those multiple stupid decisions I put in the hands, hands of my coordinator and I, I messed up, I won't do that going forward, I'd be willing to give the guy another chance. Oh, for sure. But I really think he was the one that made those decisions. And I that is <laughs> – dude, your team right now could be playoff competitors. Oh, for sure. And they're yeah, they're sure. good enough, man. It's I mean, I don't get it. All right, let's take a quick break. Yeah, but who, no, go ahead. What? Go ahead. Yeah, who, yeah, but who you got winning though? Oh yeah, yeah. We need we do need to pick, that. don't we? I'm going with the underdogs here. I'm going with the Chargers. If Anthony Lynn promises to keep his mouth shut, uh, yeah, give me the Falcons. Yeah, uh, just because Todd Gurley is the only you know, there's no huge gap in Stafford and Herbert. In my opinion, Kenan Allen, Julio Jones, it's not a huge gap. You know what I'm saying? The only major gap there Ryan and is Ty Gurley. Don't you wish that Stafford was playing for the Falcons? That'd be a, that, that's actually not a bad idea. I mean, Stafford and Ryan are the same dude, though. It, well, <laughs> Stafford can kind of move. Yeah. Ryan can't for sure. Right, yeah. <laughs> Ryan ain't moving nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Nah. Ryan looks like you moving right up until you see a Twinkie. <laughs> and then I call ass. That's when I turn into Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Matt Ryan and Lamar Jackson. It combines. What the hell was that? I'm just messing with you, man. All right. Quick word from our sponsor. When we get back, some more predict on this hour of third and eight. At SurfPro of North Raleigh and Wake Forest, customer service is at the heart of everything that we do. Our franchise was recognized among the top 100 in the country for customer satisfaction. We have the expertise and equipment to help you recover from the effects of water, fire, mold, storms, floods, and biohazardous threats. No matter when disasters strike, you can count on our highly trained professionals at SurfPro of North Raleigh Wake Forest to make it like it never even happened. Find us on Facebook at hashtag like it never even happened or call us at 919-790-1222. That's 919-790-1222. Surf Pro of North Raleigh and Wake Forest. Like it never even happened.
Welcome back to Third and Eight, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. Welcome back, guys. It's your boys, Jason and Brandon, talking about the thing that we all love here in America, and it's football. Look, over the break, we was uh, having some conversations with a Facebook group known as the Finstones. It's a bunch of Miami fans, and they were posting a picture of Patrick Mahomes and then another picture of Tua standing in front of him with his arms crossed saying they were ready for the game. I made sure I posted my thoughts. Of course you did. <laughs> and dared them to call into the radio station. Hey, 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 Just hey, like hey, their quarterback. Hey, 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 Just like their quarterback. No shows. Too scared to show up. Just like their quarterback. No shows in any game that he was trailing. Just like their quarterback. No faith in their own selves. To fight their battles. No yeah. worries. Call in Fist Magic. They should uh, take the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins and just form them into one team. <laughs> Look, man. I my, mean, just, just. Miami's only a quarterback away from being great. I'm just going to throw it out there. Jacksonville's a whole franchise away. So I stand by what I said. Right. Uh, but Jacksonville ain't got a quarterback. So it's not really beneficial to go ahead and, you know, combine Miami and Jacksonville. And, you know, you can hate all you want. I said Jacksonville got a decent defense, and they do. They play. They play. Where are we at? Saints and the Eagles. Oh, here's a good one. Saints 10 and 2. Eagles 36 and 1. Now the Eagles need to win this game in order to have any shot or prayer of making it to the playoffs by winning the NFC East. What I will say is Jalen Hurts is starting. So I was like five weeks late on that. I called this like a month and a half ago that he should have come in by now. And I do support Carson Winston. I don't think it's his fault. He's missing three offensive linemen, his top three receivers. His best running back is trash. His head coach lost his best offensive coordinator during Frank Reich, who, thank God, is not a coach in Indianapolis. So I can't really put all the blame on Carson Wentz, but he is the quarterback. So that's just what happens when you're the quarterback. You get all the blame and all the credit. So, you know. I saw some meme on Facebook that said, we've had the elf on the shelf, but now we yeah, got Wentz on the Yeah, I shared that. You're bench. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler from me. That's my gift. I laughed. Like, that next was time funny. I put a bow on it. Oh, here's one. The football team at five and seven taking on the 49ers at five and seven. Both teams yeah, must who do you win. Who winning the last game? The what? Eagles and the Saints. Oh, the oh, who's who have I got winning? Oh, the Saints. Okay. Well, I, granted, I knew it was. Yeah. You know. You know oh, did we need spoke. to? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. I didn't know if okay. you know right, you went right. to a fifty thirty, but I think you know everybody knows who's going to get you know they win that game. I mean, I think Jalen. And the uh, Eagles have a better chance of beating the Saints than I think Tua and the Dolphins have of beating the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But that's just, you know, my opinion. Yeah, the Saints um, have a pretty good defense too, man. Yeah. Sorry, Jaden Hurts. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, football team versus 49ers, both 5-7. and seven, Both need to win this game, especially the football team. The 49ers, even if they do win, they're kind of a long shot away from making it into the playoffs. But they could. because their division is the best one in football. Who you got winning this one? Mm. And I why? I don't know, man. San Francisco is a three-point favorite right now at home. I think Washington's better off at the quarterback spot because I think, you know, hey, Alex Smith is better than Nick Mullins by, you know, hey, five to ten yards. What? Having Antonio Gibson out is going to hurt. Um, hey, J.D. McKissick is not a true one back. Um, hey, San Francisco does have a better running back stable. When healthy with Jeff Wilson, you know what I'm saying, Raheem Mostert and Jerry uh, hey, McKinnon, but – I think just having Adam Smith under center is the difference in that game. And I think y'all to win by, I'd say like a field goal or so. We're going to win by 14. 
That's a lot. <laughs> we're going to win by 14. We're going to put up 30 points in this game. And we're going to hold we're going to hold San Francisco to I think 10 points. We're going to win like 30 to 10. Yeah, the bet now is the right now have San Francisco winning 2 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, because they're ignorant. It's ignorance. It's ignorance, as Michael Jackson once said. Yeah. I mean, they're ignorant, dude. Our front four. Hey, tell me Alex Smith has touchdown to the interception ratio. I don't I don't know. He's thrown five picks and four touchdowns. That's not very Alex Smith like. Now, granted, he did throw three in picks in his first game back. Right. On leg, I mean, so it's, like, it's not very Alex Smith like of him. You know what I'm saying? No, Nick Mullins, nine touchdowns, nine picks. What there. matters, though, is the fact that the that the Washington football team's defense since week five see, yeah. has only allowed one touchdown in the second half. And if you could draw up a game manager, you, it's literally, Alex you Smith. literally get Alex Smith. That is, that's why I get pissed off when you guys try to compare Tua to him. There is a huge difference. Moving on. Yeah, the 49ers cost f- themselves a Super Bowl, too. A, a couple years back, and pulling Alex Smith and putting in Kaepernick cost them a Super Bowl. Because they're stupid. Yeah, that cost him a Super Bowl. I mean, well, I, I think Shanahan's a better coach than what they had. But Oh, yeah, for sure. So I do have the football team win. Who are you going? You say you think they're going to win by field goal? Yeah. I do. 30 to 10. Mark my words. Jesus Christ. That's a spread there for you, boy. It's going to happen. Watch. It's going to get big, bud. Cam Sims coming into his own. Sims Jr. starting to get catches. T- scary Terry. Dude, we're going to spread them out. Wait, Chris Sims or Cam Sims? Cam I'll, Sims. Okay. Cam Sims, and then you got Chris Sims Jr. If I'm That'd not mistaken, confusing as hell to me. yeah. So, I mean, only, <laughs> the only thing separating Sims and Sims is the junior on the one. So, <laughs> and then, Christ. like I said, then you got Logan Thomas at tight end. I mean, that's a decent receiving core, buddy. I mean, yeah. it's not a bad one. And on top of that, what you got McKissick to, receiving out of the backfield, and you got Barber pounding it up the middle. So, hey, whatever happened to Jordan Reed, who used to play with y'all? Uh, injury prone Reed. Yeah, well, he was. I think when that Joker was healthy, he was top five tight end. If I'm not mistaken, healthy. I know he still played. He's, he's playing for Philadelphia. Delphia, maybe. Okay. But I don't quote me on that. I, He's I probably hurt there, too. Yeah, to be fair, straight to away. He wasn't excellent. I mean, he was a, a beast if he could just stay healthy. All right. Here's the question I got for you. The Bills, 9-3, taking on the Steelers, 11-1. Now, the Steelers just got smashed by the Redskins. Um, Do you think that, that sp- their spirit's broken, or do you think they're going to mount a, you know, oh, okay, now it's real. We lost. Time to get serious again. I think record aside, Pittsburgh has shown a lot of vulnerability. They cannot run the football. And, you know, having a quarterback who's like Ben, who's long in the tooth, he's, you know, he's kind of injury prone. He can't throw for 50 times a game. That's not a recipe to win. But he's been doing that and winning with it. And but look I at don't schedule. see, but I don't see, I don't think Buffalo has the pass rush to slow down his 2.3 second release. Yeah. Washington did. Well, Washington had Montez sweat. Batting the ball down. Yeah. Young off the edge. Young but, coming around off the edge, making one arm yeah. tackles. They don't Buffalo have doesn't game. have that. Yeah. But Buffalo does have Josh Allen, though, and that's going to be different in the game. But Pittsburgh defense, I don't think they can guard Diggs and Beasley and them boys. What? I don't think they can guard Diggs, Beasley, and them boys. Okay. Uh, like So Pittsburgh has an issue with. What, th- what do you think their defense is ranked in the NFL right now? Who? Pittsburgh. I say probably top 10. Yeah, top five Diggs defense. Also, you know, sending the lead leader in reception yards right now, too. Diggs is a bad boy. Okay. I mean. I mean, Pittsburgh has not played a tough schedule. No. Like, at all, period. And I think that they showed a little bit of vulnerability. Pittsburgh's going to win this game, I hate to tell you. I don't think so. 
they come back. They're all these people act like, oh, well, their schedule's been weak and all that. No, no, I mean, no. You just weak. got no. You guys got. There's nothing weak about the Ravens. I mean, the Jaguars hasn't played. Everybody hates on the Jaguars. Jaguars have been in every game. It's not real. They haven't been blown out of too many games. Their defense is there. They've just been lacking an offense. I mean, dude, the Steelers are a legit team. And anybody who says differently, everybody wanted so them they to lose. The Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, who are all under 500. The Browns, the Titans. Okay. Those are two tough ones. Ravens, okay. That's a tough one. Cowboys, trash. Bengals, trash. Jacksonville, trash. Ravens, okay. Washington, okay. And they lost to Washington. Down the stretch, it's going down the stretch is going to be big for them. You know what I'm saying? They have Buffalo. That's going to be a tight one. Though. Buffalo being nine three, Bengals. You know, hey, Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, a, a wax. Excuse me. The first game in January there was Cleveland, and then they also had the Colts on the 27th of December. They're going to lose. I mean, I think honestly that the Colts are going to beat them too. I think the Browns are going to lose to the to the Steelers uh, again because of the Steelers defense. And the only pass rush that the Browns has is Garrett. And it's not like when you – I think the Achilles heel of Pittsburgh Steelers was the fact that you had two rushers off the edge in Young and Montez Sweat. And it ain't like being going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're, their game is throwing it short. Montez yeah. Sweat swatted it, so many balls. Like that and the fact that Pittsburgh had caught some of them balls. Yeah, oh yeah, they, they dropped. They're the leading. Drops. Yeah, that honestly makes a difference in the game too. It does. It's been yeah. a five point game. And the, the smart play. Time. And the smart play by. Uh, this is why I love. People Alex got Smith. mad about Alex. That was that brilliant. was brilliant. That and it looked so natural. Like he just, and he, it's believable. If oh, yeah. I run off the side, it's just, I just. Yeah, my bad, Riff. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> right. It was brilliant. That's why I love our quarterback. You, you see, I'm, I'm so happy. Like that's that old Wiley Vet move. Yeah, he is. I, I ain't mad at Brilliant, you. brother. Brilliant. So you're going with Buffalo? Yeah, I'll say Buffalo. What do you think the score's going to be? Uh, 28 to 34. What? Yeah, the 28 You 34. think Buffalo's going to put up 34 points? I do. Did I stutter? Actually, I did trying to say thirty four, but thank you anyway, Chris. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think the Steelers are going to win 28-20. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see any. I don't see many teams being able to put up thirty plus points on the Steelers defense. Here's a good one: Ravens versus the Browns. I'm just going to tell you, I got the Browns in this one. Um, really? Oh yeah. I mean, I do too. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to keep the bar out of Lamar Jackson's hands. As they should. With their running game. Absolutely. I don't think, you know, hey, Cleveland being 9-3, and three, and as I said on last week's uh, hey, radio show, having Cleveland, having, you know, some of their best record in a long time. It's not their it's, best record in a long time. I know that they were 10-6, but, you know, speaking. That's they, why they got to win this game. They haven't been 9-3 and three in a very long time. Yeah. So, it would just be hilarious, you know what I'm saying, to have Cleveland win like 11 games and miss the playoffs just because it's Cleveland. And it could very well happen. Yeah, and that's the hilarious part. It's like, you know, Cleveland, I feel bad. Just their guys. luck. Yeah, yeah, right. While their team in the AFC, uh, <laughs> NFC getting in at like seven five and wins, nine. Yeah, like five and seven <laughs> weeks. Like, how, you know, how the hell does this happen? Yeah, that no, would. You know, I don't trust Jackson, although as far as passing, I do trust the Browns' ability to run the football. Yeah, so no, a great deal having a Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield who are just animals. Can, Absolute animals. Can, we forgot to touch on this. Do you want to talk about the New England and Rams game? I yeah. mean, the only thing My to talk about God, that game is how bad that, Cam Newton is. Yeah. I've said it for three seasons. Cam Newton is washed. I've always wanted to disagree with you, but I'm 
losing my mo- I'm losing the gas to like, do so. And everybody and like I'll say this over and over and over again. Cam Newton if Cam Newton played in a major market, he would have been played out. What was the cat off the longest yard, the little Hispanic cat? That, that, oh, if you want to win, to put Brucey in. Yeah, that dude, yeah. That's who he reminded me of in okay. that game, like a bigger version of Brucey. Yeah, he just looked bad, bro. He had all like, the heart, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> like... He wanted to do good. Yeah, so like, you know what I'm saying, if all cannons forward as far as being an actual quarterback, he was great in Charlotte. He was great, you know, he did it with the kids, doing certain stuff like that. But at the same time, he's playing an offense that doesn't help him. It doesn't have his strong suits, you know what I'm saying, in mind. He still runs the ball well, but he's a tank. It's just what he does. But at the same time, he doesn't have no more receiver. He, you know what I'm saying? He's got Myers in NC State. He's got Damian Harris out of Alabama. But I don't think Cam is at a position now, you know what I'm saying, that he can be QB1 and lead you into the playoffs. And the Rams are, are extremely good on defense. So, I mean, it just – man, it was just a beatdown. My son loved it. He hates the Patriots, loves the Rams. It was like Christmas to him. Uh, it's, yeah, no. There's no other way to spin this. Uh, the Patriots are done. Bill Belichick can hang it up. Bill Belichick lost this one. Everybody thought it wasn't going to be a, you know, wasn't going to be a win for Brady. It was going to be a win for Belichick. Well, this season is now busted for Belichick. I wouldn't say it's busted up for Belichick. It's like, busted. They're not going to the playoffs, buddy. I mean, he might not get to the playoffs. No, but as I said before, he's got eight players on defense who opted out. He doesn't have a quarterback, a running back, tight end, or receiver. And he still, like, if he wins eight games, it's his best coaching job in ten years. Because you can't name one skilled player on the, uh, you know, Patriots. It, you know, what I'm saying though, and even the Patriot fans who've been Patriot fans for years can't name any players on the Patriots no more. And something I've noticed is that ever since Tom Brady is the Patriots, there is no more Patriots fans. Yeah, but it's like Cavaliers fans under LeBron James. I'm glad you you made that comparison because I don't think there's anybody in the world of sports I dislike more than LeBron James. Oh, yeah, me too. I hate it. Well, Tom Brady's one. No, why you hate on Tom Brady for? He's got good character. He's a good role model. Cheater. Oh, God, dude. Wow, bro. All because the person that hates him. No, he didn't get caught. Jason, was Tom Brady suspended for cheating? News. Hit it, hit it, Chris. Wrong. Thank you. One more time. Wrong. You can buy into all that crap that Roger Goodell throws out all you want, but you know that man just hates the fact that Tom Brady is a winner. We all know that he hates New England. That Roger Goodell just wanted anybody to win but New England because he don't want anybody being more popular and more liked than himself. You ain't got the answers. <laughs> you ain't got the answers. I love Kanye. I got the answers, man. That is the answer. I do want to talk about something. All right, wait. The Goldilocks teams this year. Hey, explain that, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Basically, like the Goldilocks team is the team that shows up that nobody expected to come, eats all your porridge, sleeps in your bed, brushes his teeth or their teeth with your toothbrush, Holy I'm breaks your chairs, Oh, I really am going to like some fat. And makes trouble in the playoffs, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, and so that's what that that's what a Goldilocks team is. And right now you got the Browns right. at nine and three. You got the Raiders at seven and five, Vikings at six and six, Washington at five and seven, and the Giants at five and seven. And all of those all those are the five teams that the experts, quote unquote, and NFL.com is picked as the most likely Goldilocks teams. I can agree with every one of them but the Giants. I don't see the Giants showing up and surprising anybody. I think 
Just because they did that to Seattle. I mean, it's not that they're bad or like, you know, you want to see them in the playoffs. It's just like, I don't think that, you know what I'm saying, after last week's victory though against, you know, hey, Russell Wilson and them boys, that they're going to, you know, and as you said, shock anybody. That's the difference. Cleveland, though, Cleveland, that could be like 11 and 1 right now. And if Cleveland wins 12 games, like everybody, oh my God, Cleveland won 12 games, just because of their, you know, hey, ineptitude as a franchise over the past 20 years. The last two teams, though, Washington and the Giants, does pose a good predicament. Right now, both of them are five and seven. The Giants has the advantage having won over the football team. But if I had to choose one of those two teams to win down the stretch, I'm going with the football team, not because I'm necessarily a fan, but because of the schedule. You tell me your thoughts on this. Washington plays the 49ers this week, Seahawks next week, Panthers the following week, and Eagles in week 17. Two of those games are very winnable. Absolutely. The third game is probably winnable. And the fourth game is a toss-up, and that being the Seahawks. 49ers and Eagles, very winnable. Panthers, probably they can win. Seahawks, it's a toss-up. The Giants, on the other hand, God bless them. Arizona this week, Cleveland next week, Ravens the following week, and Dallas in week 17. In my opinion, they could go one and three. One and three. I, I don't see Dallas beating them, but they, I mean, they could, could go, go one, one and three. three. Or they could go three and one. I mean, it is the NFL, so you never know. But, you know, I typically mean, speaking, I got them going at one and three. Could, right. Now, the thing is, if both of those teams go two and two, Giants is in the playoffs because of the tiebreaker. So Washington has a job of, hey, I got to win three out of the next four. Giants is to say, all the Giants need to do is win two and they're in. If the Giants win two, unless Washington wins all four games, which, I mean, it could happen. But even in that case, the Giants goes three and one, Washington goes four and oh, well, no, but still. If they end up tying, the Giants gets in and Washington doesn't. That's all I'm saying. I don't like that. I think Washington would be a better representative of the NFC East. So how would you feel if, like, y'all's entire season come down to, you know, Ron making the bad – you know, dang on two point conversion call with Kyle Allen, and on top of that, Kyle Allen just being stupid and not jogging into the end zone. Because that, like, in all possibility, it very well could be the case. You know I'll, what I'm saying? Riverboat just cost all the playoff berth. I'll say this: elections matter; they have consequences. Decisions matter; and play have, calls yeah. matter; and they have consequences. Something so minute, you know what I'm saying? There's a two point conversion. All right. Look, I don't Literally disagree. Could you know, I didn't, whole season the other way. I didn't disagree with him when he made the call. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was I the did. right call. No, you didn't. Yeah. I just think Allen didn't take advantage of what he had, which was nothing he but grass. He could have ran yeah. to the left side of the end zone, sit down and do had a pick, you know, what I'm saying, for anybody that would have got to him. Like, I just genuinely don't understand like what he was doing. Here's the truth of that. He could have because you're not down until you're touched by con- until you have contact from another team. He could have fell he, down and rolled. He could have literally not fallen down, laid down. And rolled in leisurely, yeah, and would not have been touched before he got into the end zone. That's my only thing. All right, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors, and when we get back, mashup of the week, we got to talk about some food, baby. interested in advertising on an American Pod Talk production? If so, send us an email to advertising at AmericanPodTalk.com 
and this ad slot could be yours. Welcome back to 3rd and 8, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon and Jason. Hey guys, and welcome back here to 3rd and 8, Jason. Here's a subject I want to touch on, man. And uh, hey, as you know, I'm an avid Duke basketball fan, huge Duke basketball fan, man. And Coach K's the GOAT. I don't think there's no debate about that as far as college basketball goes, though. If you want to argue John Wooden, I might listen. Hey, anybody else, just shut the hell up. But this week, man, the Coach K has hit a nerve with me. And it's not a good one. They've canceled the rest of the non-conference schedule due to COVID. And I said this on 3rd and 8. You know what I'm saying? On our page, and I'm going to say it again here. Hopefully, he doesn't hear me. I love Coach K. He's the GOAT. I, you know what I'm saying? And I've actually met him once. Very nice dude. If his team was good, he would not have canceled his non-conference schedule. I've watched Duke play all four games. I'm not saying that there isn't room there for growth because, good God, there's room for growth. Because they can only go up. I don't think he has a team, you know, right now who's top three or four in the ACC. The only team in the ACC who's looked even semi-good to me in spots has been Florida State. NC State has looked pretty decent. Um, Carolina has had, you know, had their hiccups too. They would, you know, had their man Duke being two and two. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, having Coach Teague cancel the rest of the non-conference schedule, it's kind of a, it's whack, man, for lack of a better phrase. like, He's using COVID as the excuse. I get it. But after just getting your ass handed to you by Illinois on national TV, the timing was bad. You can have a good message and give it bad timing, and you've lost the message. And that's what I think has happened here. Well, if you want my two cents on it, and I'm not sure you do, but I'll give it. Coach K lost me way before this. This is just yet another example of the guy – being a product of the environment that he is in in Durham and and the elitism that, that is that city. And he knows that his team is trash. And uh, and I don't mean that. It is what it is. There, I think he has – trash is too harsh of a word. I think that he has a group of guys who are undeveloped and they're very young. And if your best player is Matthew Hurt. And you want to know why? Because he spent the past five, six, seven years – not making a team recruits the way Duke had done in the past. Used to this okay, in the hey, good go old ahead. days, Duke would find these guys. You didn't know who they were, where they came from. They were never on the radar of the big schools. And he found the he found a way to make them really good ACC championship compatible teams and able to compete at the NCAA tournament. And everybody's like, wow, he's such a great coach. He's did this, he's did that. In the last, I don't know, even I, I'll stretch it. The last decade, he's just went after. He turned in to Roy Williams and every other coach that's ever been at UNC, and I'm just going to chase the big names and win with them. He still won two titles in the past decade in the 2010 and 2015. Okay, great. Fine. And three Elite Eights and a Final Four. He could have did the same thing. This is the only problem I with another with squad, and now he's in a position where he has no experience. That he has no experience on his team because he did that crap, and I don't feel sorry for him. And here's the thing. Too, you can call it greatest all you want. I used to think maybe, but I realize I'm biased because I like Duke. But I'm on pause right now with that crap. 
I still like your colors. I like your logo. I like the winning history of the school, but I'm on pause with you as being my favorite coach. I'm on pause with the whole thought of you being the best coach of all time. I'm on pause with all that. It is what it is. Yeah, I think, too, that Duke fans annoy me in this way. If Duke, you know, had recruits guys like R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, you know, Jaboya Parker, those typical guys who are 6'7", 6'9", 6'8", who can defend three or four positions and get you 19 to, you know, hey, 20 points a game in college and, you know, hey, five, six, eight rebounds, whatever, whatever. If they get those guys, he should he should get guys who stay four years. And then, you, you know, you have a recruiting class like this one coming in, where it's Jeremy Roach, DJ Stewart, Jalen Johnson, Mark Williams, Henry Coleman. And those are guys who are going to stay. You're going to have growing pains. Duke fans have got extremely spoiled, though, for lack of a better phrase, as far as the talent that's come to Durham. I don't even know this so much as the Duke fans. It is the Duke coaching staff, including Mike. You haven't had to coach a team. That's an interesting point, too, where I don't feel like he's had to, He's had a guy, and I'm sorry to keep bringing up the same names, but hell, if it's true, it's true, with you know, Jabari Parker, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, all them boys. He's always had a guy who he just, you know, pound the rock to it. You know what I'm saying? No, I saw him on the elbow and get, you know, 18 to 22 points a game. And I don't know that you can go back. I don't know that you can go back. Once you've gone away, I think the skill set of coaching a team of four-year players or three-year players is so rare. Yeah. And being able to be that successful with them on that level. Mark Few at Gonzaga has been the one coach I can say over the past five years has been neck and neck with Coach K. Okay. People I, I wouldn't argue. typically don't say that, you know, hey, Gonzaga is a big program because most people don't know where the hell it is. But he takes guys who you're not going to hear on ESPN you being a top 100 recruit. Right. And he forms them like, you know, hey, Coach K did Jared Henderson. Well, he did, you know, John Shire. You know, because Duke's last title in 2010 with John Shire, Nolan Smith, Kyle Singer, Lance Thomas, and Zubek were better starting one five. Of the best. Nobody saw that team winning a title, you know what I'm saying? Because in Kentucky, they had John Wallen and Marcus Cousins. Right. So that's the guys I'm talking about. Why did we stop going after guys like Singler? Because Duke fans get spoiled. You can't win with Duke fans. And I'm a Duke fan, though, and it bothers me because it's like. What do you mean Duke fans just, got schooled? Everybody was happy with Duke up until that point. Yeah, but just hold on. But see, everybody talks about, you know, from the 2010 team. But the 09 team was trash. Well, not trash because Nolan Smith did win player of the year that year. But, like, Duke's got to find a common ground. He can't recruit all one and dones this year as he did last year for a squad of one and dones with, you know, Vern, Trey, and all them boys. But. If you're the you best know, coach of starter. all time, Brandon, if you're the best coach of all time and it's real and it's not just a fictitious title. It's not fictitious. I'm just saying, if it's not, then you don't need the one and dones. You're the best coach of all time. Yeah, but you can't make a free throw for yourself. I mean, you can diagram why you He to- did it in the past, brother. He found good athletes. I mean, yeah, but it ain't like he's been working with that scrubs worked, his whole damn career. That worked in a no. I'm not saying yeah, De- Singler top, and Nolan they weren't scrubs. No, no, like absolutely not. But right, like, but they weren't like a number one, one and done. No, right. They f- go back and get those players again. You and know, win with those. You players. know who I blame for this though? It's not Coach K. It's not the NCAA. It's the NBA. <sighs> Why? Let them boys go from high school to college. Just let them go. What point? 
who does it serve having them come to college for one year? Because then Duke and Kentucky fans are pissed off because, oh, I'm sorry, you had nine McDonald's All-Americans. Oh, you mean you mean let them go straight from yeah, high school to the Yeah, just let them go, man. Like, yeah. it, it benefits like it, nothing. Kobe Bryant did it. Or require them to do two years, at least. Right. I think how they've done it now is brilliant. Okay, if you want to skip college, go to the G League. They should have been on that. Yeah. It was the only, it, it, like, it was the best common sense approach you know, that they had because some of these kids coming out, and Ben Macklemore, you know, who played in Kansas a couple of years ago, you know, had brought this up. Where it's like, dude, he, these athletes, for all their, you know, hey, he gets to play on, you know, national TV. Those guys can't work jobs. They can't get, you know, hey, twenty dollars from Johnny in the coffee shop, or he loses a scholarship. He, here's what I think: they need to make. Can I just be honest? Yeah, hey, go ahead. I think at some point in the past ten years, Coach K decided. He wanted to be an unelected politician. It's just my my opinion. And so he's done everything he could to get involved in everything but basketball. And basketball has been this ancillary sidebar to him. It's not what it once was. It's not what it once was. He don't care about bringing a group of kids and winning national champions with them. What he cares about is making headlines for political statements or whatever you want to call it. Dude, if you want to be in elected office, bro, just run. Yeah, if, but in the past 10 years, he's won two Olympic gold medals okay. and two national titles. Okay, with the greatest basketball players on earth. Okay, and? Okay, who can? Yeah, the US you don't need to be the greatest coach to do that. That's yep. exactly what I'm saying. He went and got three medals these people, bro, so that he didn't have to show up and be a coach. No, you know why they come to play with Team USA? Here we He's go. Damn, no, the stars that were not coming to play for Team USA. Right. Hey, Chris, go back and pull up. It was the 04, uh, the Olympic team, I want to say. They didn't come play for these dudes. Greg Popovich, I want to say he was the coach. Like, like, um, him or uh, Larry Brown, I want to say, was the coach. I could be wrong. But yeah, but after Coach K came and reestablished the culture uh, uh, in 2012, they knew, okay, K's here now. Established culture. I think too. Hey, what hurt and one of the K. worst things that happened to Coach K was coaching that team. That's that's what I'm about to touch on. It helped his recruiting. I think in a certain sense where Zion, RJ, Cam saw them boys playing with um, you know, hey, Coach K or whatever, and they're like, hey, if if Kobe's playing with Coach K, if Bron's playing with Coach K, if KD's playing with Coach K, I want to play for Coach K. I think at the same time it. It possibly hurt a tad bit of his loyalty with Duke. Yeah, he got a taste I'm of the not- well of all that. He got a taste of some celebrity outside that of Duke. And once you get a taste of that, man, it's it's like Pandora's box. Once you let it out, you can't you can't put it back in. Yeah, but I'm not going to blame him either. You know what I'm saying? Coaching your you know country's Olympic team in a sport that you love. Yeah, you know what it is. You can't turn that down. No, you you know can't what? turn down an opportunity. To okay, make. you Here, cannot do it. No, here's what you can do though. You got to know who you are, and you got to be willing to tell the truth about who you are. And Coach K got exposed for being a power hungry, attention craving, ho for lack of a better word. I mean, that's kind of harsh. Oh, cool. Larry Brown was the head coach of the 04. I was like 12 years old, and I remember that. That is, oh, boy, I'm off the chain sometimes of myself. You know what I'm saying? Though, but they had Allen Iverson and Tim Duncan. Well, that's the, but look. They had, hold on real quick. They had AI, Marbury, Wayne, Boozer, Mello, Bron, uh, the Mecca Okafor. Jesus Christ, he's from the Olympic team? Oh, God, he was good at UConn, but he was trash in the pros. Sean Revy and Amar Stoudemire, Tim Duncan, Odom and Jefferson. It's not a terrible team. It's not great. But having Bron 
and Melo, D Wade, Carlos Boozer doing AI. I mean that's I mean that's pretty damn good group, you know, starting five to play from. But you know he's making almost nine million dollars a year at Duke. Okay. Um, but but that ain't enough for him. Like I want to say, like he he don't really raise much stink about his contract. Don't even if he did, who the hell is going to nine his money? If Duke ever tells Coach K, we ain't paying you that. You know who will pay Coach K that? It Every other enough. school in D1. But, but what I'm saying. And is, half the NBA. I'm not saying the money ain't enough. I'm saying the money ain't enough. There is no dollar amount that will ever be enough for that man now. He's had a taste of that celebrity. But money is just a, is a nothing but a four-wheel contraption to get you to where you want to be, which is this recognized But he was at elite before status. the Olympics. Nah, man. It ain't the same, though. It yep. ain't the same. Everybody knew who Coach K was. Yeah, but he no, won two back to backs in 91, 92, though, and won another title doing two times. It ain't the same, brother. The I agree it's a different time, but it's a social media era, too. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't help K. Either. All I'm saying is he's got a taste of what it is to be at the biggest show on earth now, right? I mean, he's at the top. He's at this point, he's celebrity status of a president, of, you know, p- pick whatever you want. Duke is the biggest show in college basketball. Like, Carolina fans get mad when I say that, where it's like, nope, Carolina's one more. Okay, that's fine. No, they're not, bro. Duke is the big. No, who's the big? Who Kentucky, is the, Kansas. Get the f- out of here, dude! You're crazy. Look at the on a national scale. Yes, dude, you're crazy. Chris, go back and look at the numbers. Of the la- the top five rated games on ESPN the last ten years in college. Duke has been one, two, and three every year. Okay. In Most terms of, of dollars, though. In terms of national like, recognition, I mean, yeah, Duke plays great schedules. No, in like, the pa- and in the, what past no, is what? that people tune in to watch Duke? Past what? Past how many years? Well, the past, what, 10 years? Since he's been doing what? Again, it all goes back, but he's drunk from that well. He can't. Get, he's high on it and can't get off of it. But he's not doing it no more. Like Greg Popovich is not a coach of the uh, Olympic team. He ain't doing it no more because even when those big names, he couldn't produce in the past few years. He ain't produced a title. He produced one five years ago. Okay, five years ago. He can't win every year. Look, that's forgotten about, bud. That's five years in the past. Well, like you said, we're in the age of social media. It's what you do for me today. Not, okay. not what so you did the, for me yesterday. What have you done for me today? Okay, today? okay. Well, and you're still getting the best athletes? You can't win a championship with Zion? Roy Williams won one with Michael Jordan, and he had Jordan for four Just years. Just saying. Excuse Jordan me. wasn't the same Dean player Smith. in college as, that he was in the pros. It was still Michael Jordan. I mean, was he not? But it wasn't the same player. Jordan was Jordan. Not you can't blame player. Coach K for not winning the title every damn year. Yeah, you can. He's Co- the coach. But college basketball is the most arbitrary sport in America. It's Just worse saying. than baseball. There's no way to predict that. Shit. And what? you know, hey, you have guys, especially in Duke's case, who are 18, 19 years old, playing guys who are five years their senior who were 24. Whose fault is that? I'm not saying it's not whose fault is recruitment. But like, hey, you can break down every roster, you know, I'm saying every since they're 14 title. Right? 14, I can't help title. you find yourself in another indefensible position. Who? No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, you can sit over there and make excuses for him all day. I'm a Duke fan. I just don't like the direction they've went in in the past decade. Yeah, but some people do hate that I want it done. But people, the same people say, I hate when it done. As soon as Duke trots out five freshmen who play like freshmen, everybody gets mad about it. I'm not mad that they're playing like freshmen You can't right have now. it, but, but most Duke, like, like I follow every Duke page on Facebook. I think it's poetic justice that we're playing like trash right now. I think that's what happens with the course of 18-19, especially they didn't have a normal offseason. They don't have the, the you know what I'm saying that the benefit of the right. Cameron Crazies who are good for ten to twelve points right. a game home for Duke. So I think that these kids do deserve a little bit of leeway. Sure, they have not played great. No, I'll give them all the leeway they need. I have no problem with what they're doing right now. 
I'm not over here ragging on those guys. Yeah. I'm proud of them. Go out there, compete your ass off. This is going to be the year that you take some beatings and come back next year. And we'll I think win this back to real the, basketball, the and only, we'll be ready. Yeah, the only player who I think, you know, uh, obviously Jordan Goldwire be going, he graduates. The only player off this team who I see have any kind of potential honestly, to be one and done is Jalen Johnson. Just because he's 6'9 and can score. I hope he doesn't. Oh, God, me either, because next year, you know, it's in the recruit class, it's going to be off the chain. But, you know, at the same time, you know what I'm saying, though, if you go through, though, looking at Duke fan pages, why do they head to Illinois? Well, Illinois starts three seniors and then a the number three team in the country. Duke's starting three or four freshmen. Absolutely. You know, hey, DJ Stewart. It matters. Freshman. Jalen Johnson. Freshman. Mark Williams. Freshman. Not every freshman is Zion Williamson. Some freshmen are exactly what I said. Freshmen. Yeah. And, and seniority, more times than not, experience plays out, man. It's going to. This isn't the NBA, right, where the superstars get away with whatever they want. In college basketball, there's still some semblance of rules that must be followed in the game. Okay. So you don't get away with, I don't care how great the freshman is, you don't get away with half the crap you're going to get away with in the NBA. You don't get the fourth and fifth step when dribbling the ball. James Harden gets seven or eight. Right. I mean, you don't get that. You don't get that in college. Okay? If they call traveling in college correctly, Tyler Hansburg, no, we're not have scored that many points. No, but but he's going... But in the NBA, he ain't got to worry about it at all. I mean, he didn't make it there. Right, but, but I'm okay. just saying. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There is. Yeah, I've seen LeBron take the ball de- from half court and then run to the bucket. Outside like, of defense, there is no rules in the NBA. Don't look at LeBron James wrong. Don't <laughs> sneeze in his direction. Right. Exactly. Don't cough. He's a superstar. Yeah. He can do no wrong. You know? Yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, LeBron. Yeah. No, hey, man, I can't stand that cat. Anyway. LeBron James. That's yeah, right. going forward to as far as Duke, you know, goes, man. Like, I think it's time for a new coach at Duke. But what? <laughs> and here's what I'm telling you. I can tell you. Why oh. are you over there, like, I, like speaking to me in sign language? What do you mean? Pass, I hit it again, Chris. Pass, how is it time right, for a new Kanye. coach at Duke? How is it? T- how? The only time it's time in Duke, not to have a new coach, is when Coach K is being laid into the ground. Nope. He's proven himself to be. About himself more so than the team. He's proven himself to care about more about the image and and the political correctness instead of just focusing on basketball, developing basketball players, building a winning Duke atmosphere and Duke team. He gave all that up because he, got a, all- he went to the well, he got his cup full, he had a drink, and he couldn't walk away. And now it took some time because there was a hell of a program there. But now, and so four all games the, in, the Coach now done. all the fruits of that labor. So four games in, nope. Coach K is done to do. I'm not saying because four games. It's not four games in. It's ten years in. He's won two titles in ten years. There were three elite eights. Ten years and of destroying a program. It's not destroying a program. Yeah, it is. Any dude, you know how many titles? Look at me. You, know, you, you can talk about the. Pro, you can talk about him winning uh, two championships. Oh, I'll be damned. The victories don't matter, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he won two championships, but in the process of doing that. He destroyed the atmosphere that was, I take players that nobody else probably wanted, build them up with a scheme that only I could come up with and win. But I'm telling you, 
that's the thing though. P- f- like fans are not going to wait for that shit now. Yeah, they. But here's We're the four thing. Games in and Here, tell like, me, here's the reason why they're not going to wait for it, Brandon. Because they too have been forced to drink from the trough, brother. There, there wouldn't have been a waiting period if he's just kept the program going as is. You can't tell me a time. You can say, "Oh, they were trashy." They always made it. They were all. They were an elite sixteen, uh, a, a sweet sixteen team. They were that caliber of a team. Recently, they've been losing to Lehigh. That was almost ten years ago, but okay. Right. You changed the atmosphere, bro. And you since went, then, they won two fucking titles. Uh, why do those titles How, not matter? Again, did it just not happen? What do you mean? Why the don't they matter? Just not happen? Why do you mean don't they matter? Did he win two titles in the yeah, past? Yeah, with who? These one and done players. Coach Cal has had. Coach Cal has had some of the best NBA All Stars in Kentucky. Man's got one title in his tenure. Great. One. Great. Not I'm, not two, ta- I'm not talking one. about him. You talking about him? No, but you talking about their Kentucky. But do you talk about basketball? But he's well known. Their program's known through. It's been a long history. Not twenty years, thirty years. A long history at Kentucky. A long history at Kansas. You right over there? Shit, dude. The nineteen fifty four STEM high school team could come out there, and just like they beat Carolina in a practice game. They could come out there and beat Duke. You want to know why? Because whoever that coach was back then. Cared about building the freaking team, not about getting his picture spread all over the next popular magazine for saying the right sentence in the right way to appease people. He cared about basketball and not his future political career. I don't think Coach Kaiser have a future career, you Whatever. know, based on his age. Yeah, no, he's not because he can't do it even but do, saying all the right things and trying to make everybody happy and focusing on everything but basketball. He still ain't good enough to make it in that market. It wasn't what you were born to do, coach. You were born to coach freaking basketball, and you threw it all away. I feel like that was an extreme ass overreaction. You call it whatever you want. So, he, so Coach K is thrown with the entire Duke program over the course of three seasons. I don't care what he does, as long as it's not criminal. What he does outside of the head coach of Duke, I don't give a. Shit. I thought like I just do until that it thing. starts interfering with the program. They've really had a ton of success the past couple of years, bro. Yeah, with what? Now, what happens when you don't get that recruit? I, what happens when you don't get that number one recruit? He ends up at Oklahoma State, who playing for his dad and Kay Cunningham. Okay. That's what happens. What happens when you don't get the next one? He did get the next one next year. Next year. Oh he's got two of the top five next Committed, year. Committed, right? But he's But what's the happened in the past few years? Commit Committed players do what? Hey, can I run down the rosters for you? Just off the top of my head, like there's nothing in front of me. Year after he won the title, his senior captain, Emil Jefferson, got hurt. All right, Come back next year, Here's Jason thing, Tatum, man. Harry Giles. You feel better? No, I'm telling you what happened. Just stay lo- then by all means, stop complaining about them. Stop saying that you want to talk about it. And just continue to worship at the feet of K. I'm just going to be honest. Bro, you chose something else other than Duke basketball to matter more than you. Insert whatever it is you feel is there. It's something. I'm telling you what I think it is. You can say whatever you want it is. Does that mean he still won't win championships? No. If you have some of the best players in the country, you can win championships. It happens. You're not a horrible coach. I'm not taking any, I'm not saying he's you're the, not the best of yeah, all time. He's the best of all time. I'm not saying that he's not. There, like, there's no person. I just no longer choose to acknowledge it. Like, I mean, right now, because all, you haven't choose to acknowledge the need for a continuation of building the Duke program outside of one-and-done players over the past decade. 
You just haven't done it. But I'm, that's what I, I've said this six times. If he doesn't get the recruits, Duke fans are pissed off about that too. Right. Because guess what? Like pick one. Like Duke fans want everything he wants. It's like, okay, it's like, hey, Coach K, hey, I want Wrong. JJ Reddick. Except I want Zion too. And if you could somehow sprinkle in a Carlos Boozer who stayed for four years and win national play of the year, that'd be awesome. And if somehow you could sprinkle in a point guard as talented as Kyrie, what the hell do you want the man to do? Because if you get I'll tell you what they want. You want to know what they want? They want you to find recruits the same way you found them before. But they're not going to stay now because the market's different. And coach them up. But if he coaches them up, their asses are going to the NBA because the payment's different now. Then build a pipeline. And what do you think he's done? You tell me. What do you think he's done? He then is, what are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? You were the one that come I'm on just, and initiated the complaint. I'm mad he canceled a non-conference schedule. That okay, why? Why do you think he did that? He said COVID. Right. Why do you think he did it? I think he wants his kids to have a few more practices before they play some games. Okay, why? Because they're young as Because they've been what? I mean, they're two and two. They've been exposed. Yeah, they're really young. Okay. And, and Duke fans are pissed off about and it. I'm not, I'm not mad at the players. Yeah. I'm glad that they, they've got their... At least right now, he's built a young squad that could potentially grow into something. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad that we're in a freaking situation. That's what I'm mad about. Because you chose to go out and pamper some of these darlings that have left you as quick as they could. Not that I have anything against them going and making their money. Make your money, honey boo boo. I ain't mad at you. But you got to decide what kind of program you want. I don't think he's made the best decisions for Duke over the past few years. Did, has he got him a few titles? Yep. But is he going to be able to keep that up? My name is almost 80. He won't be there forever. That's my, my, my opinion that he just needs to go ahead and do it now. I don't think so, man. That's just, you know what I'm saying, to me, you, do it, you know what I'm saying, that we're going to agree to have to disagree on this. I, one. If you'd ask me, like I'm mad he canceled the non-conference schedule. Like I'm not saying fire the damn dude. If you'd if you'd asked me five years ago what I thought, I would have said, uh, he's going to be all right. He'll come back around. But today, I've just lost faith in the guy, and it didn't it didn't start with the canceling the non-conference games. That's just the first basketball related consequence to his decisions made about things outside the game of basketball. That's the first basketball consequence he's had to face for it. And I love it. Boy, I hope that tastes sweet as in his mouth, bro. <laughs> like, chew on that one, Kay. Yeah. And get back to what you were or get the hell out. Either one. I'd be happy for Duke under a new person that's going to concentrate on basketball. I wouldn't. No, because it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. When we get back, mash up and food time. Thanks a lot, Duke. listening to an American Pod Talk production. For more content, please visit us online at www.americanpodtalk.com. Back to third and eight, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. It's time for our last segment. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. 
You survived after that last one? No, you survived. You better hope you know how you survived everybody listening to that segment, but that's a different story. Everybody knows I preach the truth. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm with like- Brandon on this one, though. Calling for Coach K to retire. Might want to change the address. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Big oof, as the kids would say. Why? Why what? Why Why is it a big oof? Because <laughs> it's Coach K, man. Bless your heart. Okay. So, He's so sweet, isn't yeah, he? <laughs> right. So as some of y'all know the past couple shows, me and Jason have done mashup of teams. and <clears throat> a va- um, Excuse me, though, a couple episodes ago, a mashup of a wide receiver. And so our producer, Chris, how can I put this dedically, is not a football guy. <laughs> is not a football guy. I asked him to uh, commentate more. inflated this- pigskin foot thing, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I asked him. Yeah, so me and Jason told him earlier, you know, hey, you should speak in more. And Chris was like, you know, because they wear tight pants. You know? <laughs> and they, and they uh, kick that pigskin thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was his phrase. Yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? It's not just about the tight pants. He just generally has he no idea what's going He just likes Tom's on. Brady in tight pants. What is, is that what it is? I don't yeah. Who Tom Brady? What is this? What are we? Oh, wow. God. Crickets, huh? Wow. And the bad part is he's not joking. So there's that. Like all his football knowledge just come from me and Jason just <sighs> arguing, you know, in front of his face you know, in the past couple months. I know I am tired of hearing a couple of names. Like what? Like, like Tua. Tua. <laughs> good we don't have to talk God. about Tula Paper no more. He's about to be exposed even more this week. He'll be back yeah, on the bench. God. Here we go <laughs> again. But so <laughs> now but I tasked Chris though with, you know, I tasked earlier. I said, Chris, go online and Google the position because I you know, he gave us wide receiver and I think you know what I'm saying? That, that was probably one of the three he knew. That was a lucky Chris. guess. Uh, yeah. I think my son gave me that one actually, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, but I'm gonna excuse me, I give him a task of going online and googling a position. And just giving us a position to hopefully make a mashup out of. Mm-hmm. All right, Krista, what you got? I mean, I'm kind of nervous on this one. because so me and my oh good boy. friend Google have decided you will be mashing up an offensive guard. Sweet mother of Jesus, Chris. Mm. An offensive guard. I, I don't know what I've asked you to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and that's why I'm giving you, like, the side eye with all four of my you know, uh, eyes on there, Chris. Like, that's what bro. you get for just saying Google it and throw it at us. Boy, he really did throw us a curveball on that one, didn't he? Okay, I know that doesn't exist in football. Fair enough. Let me let me ask a clarifying question. Let me ask a clarifying question. Is this proverbial team that you're asking him oh to be God. on a pass heavy team or run heavy team? Just pick one. Let's go pass. Ooh, okay. All right, Apparently that that's gonna be a little bit more difficult because most of your guards are road graders, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right, so the best three guards right off the top of my head I can think of would be Zach Martin on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Very recently, uh, Marshall Yonda. Brandon Sheriff. Who played on the uh, Ravens for, I think, 812 decades. And Quentin Nelson off the Colts. You know who's my Nelson, yes. Yeah. But you forgot Sheriff. You forgot, was it Marpet? Is that how you pronounce his name? Ali Marpet? Yeah, Marpet. Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah, Bay Marpet. Yeah. Um, Guarders are really. It's not a sexy position. It's probably the least sexy on the offensive line. In the NFL, which is weird because tackles get more attention, but at every other level, level it's typically the guards. The guards got to be good. Because the pull and Pressure, action. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and like, you know what I'm saying, the center touches the ball every play, Chris. I that's mean, the guy that hikes the ball. Okay. I right. got that one. All right, Chris. So here's the center. And he right? happens to sit Chris. in the center. Exactly. All right, Chris. <laughs> well, Here, not sit, but that's All right, that so wrong. here's my cell phone, Chris, right? I got you. That's the center. The guards... Are both guys on the side of the center? Yeah, they happen to be guarding him. Uh, uh, they're all guarding him? him. Well, they're all no. guarding for him, but it's just their this name. This is bad. Let's just let's they're the not. interior of the line. <laughs> they're the yeah. interior of the line. So, but, uh, but you I'm forgot Richie, produce. Richie Incognito. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean he's good. He's just old. 
Yeah. I mean, well, well he didn't used case, to be. I mean, I don't they, even know who he is, but that's a fair assessment. Yeah, Marshall Yon is retired, and so I guess, you know, that's a valid DeCastro, point. Pittsburgh? Uh, David DeCastro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of guards in the NFL who've been. Not like big good. namers. They're, they're, they're the silent. It's the most transsexual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tackles getting in big paydays, obviously, especially on the left side. You know what I'm saying? They're protecting the quarterback's blind side and whatnot. What? No, I'll sit on New face. England. Joe, what's his name? Thuny? I think he, yeah, he Joe Thuny. I think he played at NC State. He's all right. Yeah, he's decent. Um, we're talking about passing. Yeah. I think, though, if you the had The non-traditional it, power guard. You know, Brandon Sears more of that, not more of the traditional power guard. So, I mean, if we're pass blocking, I would probably rather. Craig Nelson is really good pass blocking, but he would deplete your ass on a run play. Mm-hmm. And that's like the hardest part about playing guard is that you are supposed to be able to pull and whatnot, but you got those guys in the middle every week, like Aaron Donald. I mean, that's a tough thing to ask a guard to do is guard somebody that's that athletic. Oh, wait, wait what, whose feet would you want? Like, as, as far as guard? athletic ability. Because, um, I mean, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but DeCastro, he's agile, right? I mean, that's, he, with Pittsburgh, he's an agile guard. Um, You know Thune's an agile guard because he's he plays in New England where they run, use a lot of zone run schemes. Well, I mean, that in pass blocking, he's never had to block long in New Orleans. Right. Or excuse me, though, in New England. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm glad I could pull the emergency brake on this show. I mean, I'm just, I've really just thrown y'all for a loop. Out yeah, like it, Chris <laughs> is like, I'm gonna pick the dumbest position outside of punter. No, I'm just. How playing. dare you? That's man. not fair. Hey, the guards are important. I'm not saying. Hey man, then when the Colts took Quentin Nestor to number six, I threw a damn fit. I was so that's happy. That's how I felt. When, I was so happy. Like good. That's how I felt when watching every took time. A, yeah, every yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? On draft night, doing NFL team picks and offensive linemen. At some point, Chris, some of them, you know, hey, make you watch an NFL draft and you see what I'm talking about. Uh, Every time a t- Chris is like, oh, God, please don't. Is there going to be food? Don't let him do that. <laughs> Am I watching you TV know what? He's sitting over there acting like he don't like it. Ever since his son started playing with us, he's got more and more into them. His, his butt's at practice every night watching right along with everybody else. He gets into it. Don't let him lie. I mean, I have the ability to stream TV on my cell phone, but all right, go ahead. <laughs> Chris and I'm over here watching 30 Rock and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so... I don't know. He likes it. Yeah. I mean, look, if... if it's part of like, you know, hey, me watching my son play soccer. I don't care for the soccer, but my kid is doing it. I right. like I like yeah. Brandon Sheriff's build. I like Incognito's experience. Uh, I like DeCastro's tenacity. I mean, he plays for the Steelers. You got to be one tough SOB to play for them. I mean, I can't say I like anything out of Dallas without feeling bad. But, but Zach Martin's an Zach animal, Martin's bro. bad was, to the bone, yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. Oh, uh, I mean, this is such a hard position to pick. Yeah, because here. I mean, neither. I mean, there's nothing sexy about <laughs> Sorry, it. Right, how would you? All right, how would you build your guard as far as like your his size? I'm thinking like I want six, an agile three. guard. Because I'm running I, zone. Yeah. I don't want one to six, 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 seven. He needs to go to tackle, you know, having the long arm reach. Right. Yeah. I would rather the I'd interior of the line be shorter. 310. I mean, I'm, it, depend, it depends on my quarterback. Yeah. Right. If I have a, a taller than average quarterback, six, three, six, four. Yeah. Then I'm all right with a six, three, six, four lineman, six, yeah. five lineman, even. Yeah. Even though they're on the interior. But I do want my interior guard to be shorter than my tackles. Oh, for sure. Right. Um, Usually, but I want a guard that can move. Oh, absolutely. He has to be able to pull it. Like, um, 
that's what I like so much about Quentin Nelson is that he is he he's so filthy on that. But I want a guard that's as smart as my center. Yeah. That could make a call on the backside that I could put a backside guard and basically have two centers on the field that can decipher a defensive line and linebackers blitz scheme faster than the quarterback can and that can make that call for the quarterback. And that's why I like Incognito's experience, right? Uh, but I do like Brandon Sheriff's size. I do. I mean, if I can get bigger and they're just as agile, I'll take them. So the PFF, um, yeah, that's like the Pro Football Focus rating site. Holy shit, I got that out. And that's the rating site. And so they got to the top five guards in the NFL. Hey, number one is Quentin Nelson of the Colts, obviously. Okay. Two is Zach Martin of the Cowboys, or two out of the five I mentioned. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, three is, let me see, they got centers and everything. David DeCastro of Pittsburgh. Okay. He's All number right. three. That makes sense. Um, Number four is, hold on. He plays for Cleveland, Joe Hey, Benito, I think it's his last name. I don't know much about him. Uh, he used to but, play. But, hey, con- considering the running game that they got right now, you need to I'll know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then, uh, you know, hey, your boy Brandon at number uh, nine. Uh, he, well, he's a ninth-ranked offensive lineman in the league. And then, oh, crap, Richie plays in Las Vegas. I didn't even know that. He's yeah, number yeah. 10. Yeah. He's 37. That's an old offensive lineman, cuz. There's quite a few that are 37 this yeah. year. Well, Whitmore, I believe, is 37. And Roger Saffold at number 11. Oh, the Titans and and then here's Thuny into it. Me and you know a lot of damn guards. Mm-hmm. That is <laughs> Chris is like guard. How do we do this? And we're like here. Here's half the guards we know, and they're all on the top. You know, and and um yeah, but his Marpet at fourteen. Oh, Pet is good. Yeah, that's Shaq Mason. I mean, obviously your center is is the brains of the offensive line. It's the one player on the on the offense outside of the quarterback. He's got to be equally everybody's. Everybody's job, everybody's, you know, even the receipt. I mean, most of your offensive linemen, people don't realize this, especially the at the higher levels. Apparently, uh, hey, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles, apparently. Okay. Or Alex Mack of the Atlanta Falcons, who's ranked number four. I mean, I like Mack, but if, a lot of people don't understand that the offensive line in the NFL – Right or, or college in in most in most successful high school programs, they think oh they're just the big uglies that get out there and they block. Um, if you have any sort of sophisticated offense, which you need, the higher you go up, your offensive linemen are probably the smartest players on the field. Yeah, they one got to know everything. They got to know as much as the quarterback does, if not more. Again, they got to under they got to be able to spot the defense, see the blitz coming. See if they're, you know, guess at the stunt that's about to be run against them. Change the blocking pattern in the middle of a play, like in the split of a second. Know when to traverse off one block onto a onto another, right? Um, and they in in the and in the same time they've got to keep time with the receiver and the routes that they're running. To know, like, especially on pass block, to know I need to hold this block for this play for three seconds because it's a it's it's the deep post. Yeah, you know they've got to know that, and they got to know my receiver takes and during this whole time, don't hold. Right, don't, don't hold. Don't jump offside. Right, no don't, illegal hands to the right. face. Adjust no to illegal block of downfield. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like they catch hell because they they guess at what they they take a, a prediction at what the stunt's going to be before the snap. And then anything that happens after the snap, they have to be able to migrate and, and mitigate the defense coming at them in the 
split second, and at the same time, no, okay, it's been a half a second, it's been a second, it's been two seconds. The quarterback should be leaving the ball, the, the ball should be leaving the quarterback's hands now because the receiver's at that 15-yard pivot mark. Like, they got to know yeah. all of that, bro. Um, it's it's diff it's difficult. People don't give and like I'm not the saying playing D line, line is easy. No, but they, I'm saying playing offensive line was worse. Oh my god, yes, because yeah. you're responsible. If the you know they say the quarterback's responsible for everything, he's not. And like especially on the and you know I'm saying that the kids you know me and you coached last year we told the offensive line this over and over. Look, man, y'all are the wheels on the bus. Can't go nowhere without you, bud. You're never gonna get no credit. From fans, your parents are like, why is my son only blocking? If your son doesn't block, we can't do anything. Yeah. And we put some of our best athletes on the offensive line. Oh, for line. sure. I mean, that's especially yeah. the younger kids' age. You, yeah. you, you about have to do it. You can, anybody you can run to. the ball. Yeah. If you got a decent blocking scheme. Yeah. So like my son turned to rock for like a four-yard carry one time. And, I, you know what I'm saying, love my son. He's no Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but if he <laughs> gets four yards every yeah. time, he's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were plenty of times when when Alex ran the ball. I mean, everybody complimented on, on how good of a runner he was, but I'm like, well, damn, I could have drove a, a Mack truck through the hole that he <laughs> ran through. It wasn't that hard, you know? Yeah, he is athletic, though. Um, but if you put if you got decent linemen, man, you know, you can do some things. Oh, I agree. Um, so that's a good question, man. I don't know that we gave you the perfect mashup. If I would have had to say, I'd say I'd want the body of Sheriff. Yeah. I'd want the experience and the brains that Incognito brings. Yep. And I'd want the pass feet. blocking of Zach Martin. Yeah, pass. But yeah, I would want the feet of Martin. I'd want his. Yeah, his but give feet. me the run blocker, Quentin Nelson. So that I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, the longevity of Marshall Yonder, who played like 150 game starts. Absolutely. I mean, that's almost 10 seasons of straight starts. Now next week, don't don't be a, a smart aleck and say offensive tackle. I mean, do, you can almost do that one though. That, uh, I mean, tackle's easy. Don't get me wrong. Was the worst you literally one. Literally said Google it. Yeah, I mean, we thought you would have come. I mean, honestly, I didn't think you was going to take the time yeah, like, to Google. I felt like you'd been like, all right, I got this one. Quarterback. Running back. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you something easy. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah, like, off the rip, I was like, he's going to say quarterback and running back. He said hey. guard. I was like, damn, like, I drew blanks. I, I, I spoon feed enough of this show over here on this producer stand. <laughs> Yeah, my defense, man. This one was going to be crispy, clear. My speech is coming. I honestly thought that he was going to say quarterback or something crazy like place kicker. Oh It'd no, be like, it, it could have been place kicker because I was going for something I had not heard come out of your mouth. You should have been like head cheerleader. <laughs> now I have a couple nominees for that. <laughs> have Jason you seen Garrett? No. Have, have you seen that football? <laughs> Jason Andy <Garrett>. Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Tom Brady, what are you talking about? That joker look good in the skirt. My boy Kirk Cousins. Wow. I was California know, Dream to Jason Garrett always just clapping on the sidelines, but you took that in a different route. So I <laughs> don't be hating. All right, play. I'm gonna let you have it. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have it, play. You know Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady are two of the most beautiful men on earth. Wow. Don't why are we lying? I, 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 every, I have no idea. I'm just lie, it's a very interesting lie. conversation. I was gonna say, since we're headed down this path, and it sounds like somebody's milkshake is bringing all these boys to the yard, I thought we was gonna talk <laughs> about some milkshakes. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> Kirk does it from look, boy, that was Paul Blart on the segue right there, boy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> boy. That was beautiful. Chris. I'm just gonna be honest. If you are sitting at home watching a football game on Sunday. And you're there with your wife, and you convince her to watch it. You know the only reason she's watching is to look at two or three different men on the field: Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, and Deshaun Watson. Oh, give a damn! That's the same reason you're watching it. That's the same reason. I'm not gonna lie. And in tight pants, as you say. Look, my thing is, I don't care why she's watching. As long as she's watching, leaving me alone, look good. Look, man. If mine will watch football, I give her that. Like the like our first date. 
out of me and my girlfriend. I actually made a comment about how terrible Cam Newton was. She was like, yeah, he is pretty bad. I was like, how you feel about Luke Kuechly? And she was like, I love Luke Kuechly. I was like, yeah, he sucked too. And that's not the only time she's threatened to stab me. But uh, it was the first time. But as Chris pointed out about milkshakes, you know what I'm saying? This is going to be our food topic of the week is milkshakes. I love milkshakes. I have one different cookout sitting in front of me. So, Jason, if you had to pick a milkshake from anywhere in the you know country, hey, where would you go? Uh, Like fr- from anywhere or from Any- like a major re- like retail food chain? Anywhere. Mm. Mm. Wow. I got mine. Mine. Like mine's on deck ready to go. <laughs> Honestly, I'll just be just being straight with you. Yeah. I'll go anywhere and have a milkshake. I haven't been to any that's had one better than the other because, and there's a big caveat, I just like vanilla milkshakes. Really? Oh, oh what a nerd. Yeah, how boring. Really? The, the vanilla? Did, yeah, what's wrong with y'all? I mean, I, I mean, like chocolate ones too, but, but three, outside Chris, of the chocolate, vanilla, vanilla, strawberry for you. Uh, strawberry. What? Preach on, brother. You <laughs> yeah. go strawberry, chocolate, vanilla in my order. And I'm gonna tell you, if if you get that strawberry from Hardy or not Hardy's, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I think as far as fast food joints though, as far how do as- you know when their machines broke like every time? <laughs> I mean, I I'm 32, so I've went to a McDonald's maybe three times since then where the ice cream machine was working. Mm. That's a high number. <laughs> over under one and a half on that. I'm sorry, my BS alarm's going off <laughs> yeah, three, <laughs> times, three times. That's once every ten years. Yeah. No. No. I can tell I you. Like, I like cookout because they they put the vanilla bean in the vanilla. Yeah. And I like Hardee's because they put the whipped cream and stuff on there. It's good. I don't like that sometimes. Man, yeah, I don't rob me in my shit. Yeah. Like, don't charge me three bucks for. Five ounces of milkshake and three ounces no, of whipped cream. No, but Hardy's puts that like cone lid on it, like the dome yeah, one, and yeah, then yeah. they just fill that part yeah. up with the whipped cream. So that much I get. I said you know cone. I meant yeah. dome. Yeah. Whatever, y'all know what. I, I mean. understand what you mean. Yeah. So mine is got. I mean, I'm definitely a cookout fan. I am going for the blueberry cheesecake. Why, man? Why? Because it's delicious. yeah. With the cookout. Yes. Okay. Why oh, not just, just have blueberry and then a vanilla milkshake? Because it's got cheesecake in it. All Listen. right, have some blueberry cheesecake. And a side of vanilla milkshake. This one right here, Chris. Uh-huh. It was chocolate chip cheesecake. Oh, they got chocolate chip cheesecake again. Yes, Why okay. not have a I slice of chocolate blueberry. chip cheesecake and then some vanilla milkshake on yeah. the side? Because that's what that is. Because they put it together and it's delicious. Have you ever had a you red robin milkshake? in your mouth? No, I have not. They're not my top favorite. No, red robin's good. But red robin makes a damn good milkshake, bro. Yeah, no, I have good. not. Huh. They good. I tell you who else makes a good milkshake? Andy's. Or Highway 55. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. they use that custard. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's real thick and creamy. Yeah. That's fair. I kind of forgot about them. Yeah, no, they're real good. I didn't forget about them. Y'all can forget about them. I actually went through like about a a five-month time span, and this is when my son's mother was pregnant with him. Oh, you pregnancy craving uh, with pregnancy? <laughs> bro. Like, I, like I'm big as a Buick now, <laughs> but I pack, I put on more pregnancy. That's weight than real. She no yeah, like I thought hey. she was full of. No, nah, sympathy pregnancy is real. I used like, to I get morning fat. sickness for my wife. I gained weight because I had an eating problem, but I blamed <laughs> it on her for that nine months. <laughs> her pregnancy craving was Pizza Hut wings, and seeing my son's mother eat wings just annoyed the hell out of me. This is no lie. This kind of off topic. I'll make it quick. Uh, me, her. And a friend of mine, Alex, went to Pizza Hut, right? And me and Alex, you know, he got a big dinner box. It's two pizzas, breadsticks, and wings. I didn't want wings. He didn't want wings. So we got the two pizzas and breadsticks. And I hate to do Me and Alex eat two entire pizzas, the breadsticks, and had a conversation and ordered cinnamon sticks before she finished eight wings. That's because <laughs> you're fat. It could have been because it took her 45 minutes to eat eight wings, could it? 
I am fat. There's no debate on that. Nah, but it's just because. I mean, Alex ain't no bigger than I you. I can't. I can't call myself fat. Yeah, but I'm on, on my way. Oh, brother, I I'm training hard. I'm training hard, bro. No, I make sure I don't eat door, until right coats. before I go to bed. Yeah. I eat right when I wake up. I eat brunch, lunch, breakfast, lunch. And I call that a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, man. Yeah. I'm trying hard. Like to earn my, my badge, you know? Yeah, but have you ever been to Myrtle Beach? You know what I'm saying? Either of y'all? Mm-hmm. I used uh-huh. to boardwalk in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. It, it's a spot down there called Johnny Rockets. I've heard of it. I've never been there. My God. Best milkshake I've ever had. Oh, God, it's so good. Mmm. Mmm, <laughs> so good. Mmm, so good and tasty. That was real live action of me eating the milkshake of Johnny Rockets. <laughs> so, full honesty on this, and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Full disclosure. disclosure? Yeah. yeah. All right. Look at that. We got it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Thank you, Webster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first time I tried this, I was a little. Um, yeah, but inebriated, that's the word. Yeah, that's the go. one. He so, got it. He you couldn't it. get out disclosure, but you got inebriated. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Having a speech impediment is a fickle bitch, boy. I ain't lying. So, <laughs> it's like God's joke. Look, man, it's like I'm going to make you funny and witty, but to hold you back, I'm going to give you a speech problem because some <laughs> just don't need to come out. But uh, I tried it the first time. I was like, that's the best shake I ever had. Two years later, I went back. I was like, you know what? I still, you know what I'm saying, recall how good this milkshake was. This time I'm sober as a jaybird. I gotta try. Yeah, but how do they make it though? Do they make it with the machine, like the the like the McDonald's type machine, or do they make it with like the old machines where they got like the cups and they put it in that mixer? It was the cup in the mixer. Yeah, and this that's when you know it's you hand scoop it right. Yeah, you know it's this the best part is they bring it out in this huge silver cup Uh and pour it into another cup, and then you got like eight ounces left in this cup, and it's like... And "Mm, that's your refill. Praise be. Yeah. Johnny Rockets is kind of like Andy's a little bit. Like the whole vibe from it, it's an old school kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. And the burgers and fries is like a steak and shake almost. Oh, okay. But that milkshake tastes so good, making you slap your mama. That's who else got good. I mean... I've I've had one steak and shake, and it was in Charlotte after I saw the Panthers play the Jets a couple years ago. And if the Panthers won... Then had to give you a free shake. Hmm. Yeah. And you couldn't turn that down, could you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a rhetorical question? Or you ask like, hell no, I ain't turning in there. I ain't turning free nothing except salads. I ain't turning down a free hell no, I ain't turning down a free shake. Them things expensive as hell to pay for to begin with. Uh, I'm definitely turning down a free one. They, that's my only beef with milkshakes, is that they are really expensive. Yeah, but do you all right. Well, it, uh, I just figured Most normal people is gonna say too. yes to this, but so, do you do you dip your fries in your shake? I dip my fries in my Wendy's Frosty, which is not is Wendy. I don't do that. I, I can't. My son Why? likes it. I, I just it doesn't make no sense. <sighs> your son Wendy- likes it after I told him to try it because his, yeah. his daddy wouldn't uh, teach right. him how to be a man. Yeah, about Wendy's Frosty. Is that a milkshake? The order is a soft serve ice cream. It's the same. It's all the same. See, that's like cookout. It's like it, it, like it walks a different. fine line between milkshake and soft serve. I don't. I think it's soft serve. I don't think you can call it a milkshake. If I can't drink it with a straw, it ain't a milkshake. That's most, my opinion. Most people don't Fair. make it that soft anymore. The most people don't mix it to the consistency that you can drink it out of a straw. Anymore. Now, Ray Robbins did. Now that one was really good. Like that's probably one that I've had closest to the Johnny Rock. I still dip. I still dip my fries in. And Ray Lobster makes this. It's an alcoholic drink. It's a. <sighs> you heard that right here on Third and Eight. I what? dip my fries in in Red Robin's shake. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Red Robin, yo. Know. <laughs> 
But Brand Lobster makes like this alcoholic chocolate milkshake drink. But I had it on my 21st birthday. Chris, you like can a mudslide type Mudslide is okay. the name for it. Boy, I had three of them drinks on my birthday. <laughs> Did it tear you up? My stomach, but I won't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what would that be like? Because you're ingesting milk. Yeah. And alcohol. And seafood. Yeah, that can't, that can't be good. That seems like a very bad combination. Mm. I mean, it might yeah. go, be good going down, but it ain't going to be good coming back up, man. Like, okay, so full disclosure, I did not go to work the next day. <laughs> Is that bad? It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the all-you-can-eat seafood or shrimp piled on with a milkshake is going to be a disaster. Okay, but uh, so when you ate at this, uh, what was the name? Uh, Red Lobster, Rockets. Right? Rockets. Oh, or, oh Johnny, Johnny Rockets. Rockets. Okay. What flavor of milkshake did you get? I think the first one I got was strawberry. <sighs> because you got to go with the classic. The you first are lost, one? bro. I think so, yeah. Okay, so you say first one as in you had multiple milkshakes during this one visit? Uh, no, I went there twice. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I was about to say, this is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard anybody go back for a, a second milkshake. I like this. <laughs> I'm don't, don't, don't challenge him. I was about to look up the address. Oh, You'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think if you challenge Brandon to, to, to down five milkshakes, he would Ooh. he would accept it. The, the stomachache that would follow. That. He don't care. Brandon don't <laughs> see, care. The brain not, freeze. Look, he we'll ain't see. scared. I'll give it to him. Brandon yeah. ain't scared. Oh. Fist fights and eating, he ain't scared. No, nah, of nothing. <laughs> the only thing that bothers me about milkshakes is that it really... The you know brain freeze portion don't bother yeah. me. It's my chest gets real cold. Oh, okay, that's a little bit uncomfortable. Nah, the this, brain freeze hurts, bud. I mean, I ain't got much. I left cry up like there. a girl, bud. Oh yeah, I but that's gonna... lock your head up. Quick. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> I guess I cry like a whiny man. I guess it's a better way. Yeah, because it hurts. It's twenty twenty, boy. Correct yourself. Yeah, <laughs> my my littlest Lincoln. He's two. He you'll see him now. He'll be drinking like a milkshake, and he don't understand. You can't drink it but so fast. And yeah. every time, he'll get like the brain freeze, and his hand will go up. Like, well, stop. Stop! You know, yeah, it looks like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands, <laughs> but it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah nah. That's suck correcting error. He'll learn at some point. Man, I don't know. I can't believe, man. Milk. What is wrong with the oldie goldies with you folks? Why y'all got to do all this crazy stuff? No, I mean, so vanilla milkshake is what they use as a base to make good milkshakes because vanilla is the best. And then they add other good stuff to it, like blueberry cheesecake or. Chocolate chip cheesecake. Nah, that's just more of your entitledness. No, they you know, took, the I got wow, they took a classic and they improved on it, okay? Yeah, that's what they did. Mm-mm. I just don't want... I, I don't like vanilla ice cream just because I feel like I got to add extra stuff to it. And that's why like I don't get vanilla shake. That's the best thing about it. Sometimes it's good alone. Sometimes you throw a little nuts and some chocolate syrup on there. I've never there. seen a butter pecan milkshake, by the way. I was just thinking that, dude, butter we pecan on the same wavelength nasty. tonight. I had that exact thought. Really? But the problem with that, I would imagine, is getting that pecan, pecan through the straw. Yeah. It's nasty. It, I wouldn't say it's nasty, but it's an acquired taste. What's, what, butter pecan? Really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's the best one. It's real hot outside and you don't want to hit it in your stomach. I'd rather have like, what's it's that? It's a little Rocky saltier Rome. vanilla. I'd take a little Rocky Road. I mean, if I had to do, like if I have to do flavors, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, but... Nah, yeah, man. the cookies and cream is probably my second staple of a milkshake. Oh, yeah. Like after delicious. strawberry, yeah. Mm, I still prefer my, my vanilla and my chocolate. Either one. I mean, I prefer vanilla more, but it's okay. You from can time be to time, boring. I'll dabble. It's okay. No, I just don't have to do all this extra stuff to feel good. It's not about, well, I guess You know what it is? You know what it is, honestly? There was a point in time in this country where a man could just be a man. He, oh, didn't, need a, he didn't need a whole lot. Just a nice... Three piece, uh, three pre, uh, piece breasted suit, 
uh, a decent haircut and a, and a fine watch, and he was a man. But they had no way to bring all the boys to the yard. No, they did. They bring all the girls to the yard, though. That's what we care about. And and the vanilla milkshake was an icon and a staple of that time, and a, and, a cho- and a chocolate milkshake was a staple of Have that time. Have you ever time. seen Pulp Fiction? I started it, and about 12 hours into it, I decided it was too long of a damn movie. First of all, watch your mouth. It's the best movie to me. Have you ever seen it, Jason? Um, That's John Travolta, right? Yeah, his yeah, character goes passed. into a movie. Really? Now you don't like John Travolta? Oh, how the hell? <laughs> He's a pretty dude that, that that can dance. I don't need to see that. Are you talking about Patrick Swayze? No, I'm talking about John Travolta, Greece. Oh, that's Patrick enough. Swayze, though. No, 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 Greece. No, is John that's Travolta. John Travolta. Really? No, yeah. Come again? Yeah. Don't don't question my I, movie. I don't cinema. know how I forgot Greece because I, I I like Greece. Greece two suck, by the way. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh, it was Dirty Dancing that Patrick Swayze played that, in one. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that is... Um, he also played in Roadhouse, the second Ghost. Yes. No, well, Patrick Swayze was in Ghost, Ghost and what yeah. was the... Uh, what is the name of the movie where he's, he gets the girl that dances on the show at the beach house and the other girl... You know what? Foot, not Footloose. No, Kevin Footloose Bacon. is Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He just said Best it Best last name all the time. Um, no, Roadhouse? No. No, Roadhouse is a good movie, though. Uh, no, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah nobody, that one. Nobody puts baby in the corner. That's yeah. the one. Yep. But anyway, in Pulp Fiction, Baby John's character cute, goes to this place called Jack Rabbit Slims, and they try a milkshake there. And, and uh, you know, part of me is always wondering how that milkshake tasted. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to tie all that back together. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I've seen Pulp Fiction, so this is no bullshit. I used to start my mornings. I, this is the honest to God's truth. You can call my son's mother and ask her because she had to suffer through this as much as I suffered after her bullshit. But every morning to start my day, it's a diner scene in Pope Fiction where uh, Samuel gets the gun put on him and right. he recites the Bible verse and flips it back and ends up giving the dude his wallet. That's how I would start my day. So I love Pope Fiction. And just every now and again, just every time I watch it, I'm like, hmm. I actually wonder how that $5 shake taste. <laughs> like what kind of shake was it? I want to say it was strawberry. Well, I'm going to tell you what, a $5 shake back in what year was that made? That was made, it was uh, the pretense like the 70s, 80s, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a milkshake. All I'm going to tell you is I'm not going to spoil any future review, but the $5 shake in the 80 reminds me of the $7 Sadie stacked hot chocolate. But we're going to talk about that one later because that was delicious and worth every dime, brother. Just going to say. At any rate, I think that is the show for tonight, unless you got something else, Brandon. No, man, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight and sorry to for our constant derailment of conversations, but that's why you're here. Vanilla milkshake, baby! I say strawberry and soda's Chris. Tune in next week on 38.com.